Hello everyone and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host Lark. A little bit about the podcast if you're new here. Basically, I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown Brown County in Indiana. Now these stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories with me, you can share those by emailing me at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com and I'll feature them on the podcast. So anyway, let's get into today's episode. Now, I want to preface this by saying and extending a, you know, warning that this episode has a lot of triggering uh, information in it relating to specifically the abuse and neglect of animals. So if that is something that you're very sensitive to, I'm just prefacing this episode by saying this one is sadly revolves around and is focused on the neglect and abuse of animals in Brown County. Now, this isn't the first episode we've done where we've kind of covered abuse of animals in Brown County. If you remember, I did an episode, oh, a few months back where a woman was killed by a couple's pair of dogs on their property. Now, when I say pair of dogs, I mean way too many dogs were on that property than was sanitary, than was allowed, than was safe. And those dogs were unfortunately in a very bad case of neglect. So animal control and um, those types of institutions in Brown County are sadly not very thorough and they aren't very Honestly, I'm just going to say it good at their job. Uh, They give a lot of grace to the animal abusers and they allow those animal abusers to continue abusing and neglecting said animals with really not enforcing any form of repercussion on said people or taking those animals out of that situation. It is very much so the support and um, trust is given to the animal abuser via getting those animals out of that unsafe environment. And sadly and unfortunately, this episode is honestly really heartbreaking and really hard. It was really hard for me to read and research for. So I'm going to try my best to keep details at a minimum because the state of of abuse and neglect that these animals experienced in the story is honestly just, it's disgusting. It is, it is so foul that people like these people we're going to talk about today exist um, and are allowed to get away with and supported by a community to to allow those people to get away with such abuse. And honestly, I'm going to be honest, I think that people that are ca- capable of neglecting and abusing animals are also, should be s- someone that you are wary of, because if they are able to neglect, abuse, and kill an animal that depends on them for help and support, then they can do that to a person too. And that's how I feel about it. Um, and so I just want to preface this episode by, again, reminding people that this one is a very triggering episode and deals with a lot of neglect and abuse of animals. Just wanted to put that out there. Okay, so today's episode, like the title says, is, is titled Barn of Horrors, because honestly, there's no other better way to describe the state at which these animals were forced to live. 
So the original original article that I read was titled Pair Charged with Animal Cruelty After Horse Pigs Found Dead on Brown County Property. Now, this was originally published. It was published on a lot of news sites because obviously this kind of got um, renowned attention due to the state, like I've said, of neglect that these animals experience. So this wasn't just local news stations. This was uh, a statewide type of attention was brought to this case due to the nature of it. So it was originally uh, posted on Fox 59 News on February 22nd, 2019. So not all that long ago. Now, according to the details that I was able to find about this case, Brown County law enforcement made several visits to a Brown County home, and these uh, visits ended with a man and a woman facing animal cruelty charges. Now, these charges stemmed from poor living conditions from nearly 90 animals that were housed on the property. Most of the animals on the property were pigs, which, if you're not an animal lover or um, aware of animals, pigs are one of the most intelligent animals. You know, I, I think people assume that like dolphins and obviously apes and monkeys are very intelligent. Pigs are as well. Um, there is a lot of research and studies been done to analyze pigs' intelligence, and they are very self-aware and they are very, 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 very smart creatures. And they're also one of the most abused creatures. And that is so sad. So most of the animals on the property were pigs. Several of the animals were found deceased uh, on the property. Now, Roy Fish, 60, age 60, and Penny Carey, age 50, were the couple, were the lovely, lovely couple um, that were facing animal cruelty charges after animal control officers finally looked into the complaints that they were, that were being actively filed and received from the neighbors of Roy and Penny. These complaints dated back to December of 2018. So remember how I said that animal control officers in Brown County do not do their job? This is what I'm talking about. We've seen this over and over and over again in these cases. It's the same with the case of the woman that was killed by the pack of dogs. There were multiple complaints, multiple phone calls to law enforcement and animal control officers from those neighbors. And the animal control officers and law enforcement did not take it seriously and did not actively investigate and did not go out there to help those animals. And in this case, it's the exact same thing. They had received... So many complaints, phone calls from the neighbors telling them, look, our neighbors are actively neglecting and killing the animals on their property. And they didn't do anything about it. And that's pathetic to me. That's disgusting. That's your job. It's literally your job. And you didn't do it. The court records indicated that animal control officers visited the couple's property first on December 27th, 2018, where the officers found a burn pile that contained the corpses of deceased horses and pigs. So the animal control officers finally get off their butts and go out there to investigate the scene and find the burnt corpses of animals. They can, like, see that with their own eyes. Do they do anything about it? No. On top of this, a donkey was found um, with its hooves curled up and twisted, living in a state of neglect. So if you didn't know or were aware, horses and donkeys have hooves, right? Hooves continue to grow like your fingernails. And if you don't trim your fingernails, what happens? It just keeps growing, 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 growing. And it's not good. The same thing happens to horses and donkeys. Hooves. The nail keeps growing. So you have to get it trimmed and you're supposed to get it trimmed. And these people, of course, being the terrible people that they are, did not do that. So the Brown County Health Department Environmental Health Supervisor John Kennard arrived on the scene to inspect and investigate for himself the conditions on the property. And thankfully, he is someone that is an active person. He doesn't just, like, let things slide and see all this neglect and abuse happening and, and do nothing about it. 
right? He came and he was like, I want to see what's happening and I want to do something about it. So he finally comes, sees what's happening. And it was so, I want, you, I want you to visualize this. This man comes and the state of abuse and neglect of these animals on this property is so bad that he was concerned that mosquitoes and flies and the spread of diseases wouldn't be contained and prevented before spring and summer in order to avoid a health issue crisis for the entire county. So the state of neglect and abuse of these animals was so intense and so bad that this health supervisor guy was seriously concerned that there would be a health crisis based from the neglect of these animals in this property in Brown County. Do you know how bad it must have been and the things that they must have seen for them, for a health supervisor to be concerned that it wouldn't be able to be contained and then it needed to be handled now, immediately before spring hit? That means it must have been really bad. He stated, and this is a direct quote, that the overall environment on the property was absolutely terrible and that the entire property was nothing but mud and puddles. At the time, there were 84 pigs living on the property in absolute mud and feces with nowhere to go for shelter. Authorities returned to the property two days later and conditions had not improved. Two more pigs had died and vultures were found at the site of the deceased pigs. On January 24th, authorities visited the property again, and seven more pigs at that time had died. The last visit authorities made was on January 31st, when three more pigs at that time were found deceased. The living conditions of the property had not improved for any of the animals living on the property at that time. Kennard stated, you don't even have to be an animal lover to appreciate the concern that you would have as a human being over the fact that here are helpless animals being abused. He said that the hope for the animals is that their future would be more more humane as the animals were left on the property while the case was settled before a judge. He stated, I would hope that when the judge rules on this case that there is a humane solution and future to this problem. This case was one that would be used to help with future animal cruelty cases in the county specifically relating to pigs. So what's interesting about that is uh, Brown County, Indiana didn't really have a very progressive or firm animal abuse, animal neglect law, and they didn't really have a very good way to handle and react to animal abuse and animal neglect. And because this case was so bad and the abuse was so bad that the county was kind of left scrambling in how to react to it properly, um, that it helped them finally create a way to be able to re- react and respond more firmly to animal abuse and animal neglect when found in the county. So I guess there's one good thing that came out of this. Now both Roy and Penny would be bounded out of jail for $1,500. So these are the, the lovely duo. <laughs> the case, interestingly enough, never went through like a jury it was settled via pro, uh, pretrial diversion. So pretrial diversion is an alternative to the traditional crim- criminal justice process. So, for example, this can include things like fines, counseling, you know, etc. So I imagine that in this specific case, what happened was the animals were taken away from the couple um, and that the couple was heavily fined. Because in my experience, again, this is my experience living in Brown County, prior to 2019 was how animal neglect and animal abuse was typically handled was like this, right? It was pretrial diversion. The person didn't go to jail. They were fined and the animals were taken off the property. 
Um, and I just say this because, again, I lived in a very rural area of Brown County, and unfortunately, there was animal abuse that uh, we experienced from our from neighbors or you know, properties we would drive by to get into town. You would see a lot of neglect of animals and we would always report it to the Humane Society and the animal control officers. And in those instances, that was what happened with them as well. You report it, person comes out to investigate, sees the abuse for themselves, animals get taken away, and the person gets heavily fined. So I can only imagine that that was what happened here. Even though it didn't state that, just based off my own experiences with this, that's most likely what happened. I did some snooping on Roy and Penny because there's just just absolutely disgusting behavior by both of them and just absolutely terrible human beings. So I wanted to see what I could find and dish up about them. And what I found was the couple went to court uh, for mortgage foreclosure a little bit after this case got resolved via pretrial. So I assume that was because of due to the fine that they had to pay in court, they weren't able to pay their mortgage and it got foreclosed on. And then I found an obituary for Roy Fish. He apparently died on October 17th, 2022 of this year. And to that I say, karma is a biatch. And I hope that for all the pain he inflicted on his animals, uh, that his death was a painful one. It's truly appalling behavior that humans enact and inflict on both themselves, other people, and animals. You know, animals have rights just like we do, and they can feel pain just like we do. So I'm an avid believer that people that are uh, capable of causing suffering and pain and neglect and abuse on animals are capable and probably do that on people around them as well. And I just... This case was so rough, to be honest. It was a hard one. Probably the hardest one I've had to research, to be honest, because there was a lot of details that they didn't share, obviously. But the ones that they did about the actual state of suffering that these animals lived in was absolutely horrible and horrendous. And to, to know that an animal that is so intelligent was forced to live in those conditions is just very heartbreaking. And I can't... I have honestly no words to describe, you know, the terrible things people are capable of doing. It's truly something. So that was this episode, a nice little short one for you. I will say this is the only episode that will be coming out in November. I am not posting another one. I'm going to be out of town. The next episode will be sometime in December. Again, December will also be a shorter month because I'll be out of town again. <laughs> Hashtag holidays. So it'll be a shorter time for me. Again, I'm not sure what I'll post the next episode, but when I do, it will be covering the beheading of the Stonehead statue and also the lore and paranormal activity that's been associated with Stonehead. You know, what Stonehead is, where it came from, and what what happens around that area. So I'm kind of excited we're going back to the paranormal, less away from the sad crime things, and back to paranormal. So we like to switch it up here on the podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, check back soon, and I'll have the podcast episode uploaded for you. But in the meantime, as I always say here on the pod, stay safe, stay hydrated, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.